my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to enjoy social media responsibly without losing hours down rabbit holes that you didn't mean to jump into. Every year, new surveys point out how much time people spend on social media and messaging platforms. One recent report claimed that among people who do use the internet, the average was 142 minutes per day, or two hours and 22 minutes. This is quite a bit of time. Just for comparison's sake, if you use that time to read War and Peace instead, you'd be done in less than two weeks. And it's not a short book. Of course, this time isn't all wasted. Some is, sure. But the amount of time we spend on social media is complicated by the reality that these days, many people do need to be plugged in as part of their jobs. Maybe they do digital marketing or communications, or they work for policy groups that need to be aware of the news cycle. Plus, plenty of us want to know what people in our industries are talking about. These are absolutely legitimate uses of work time and preclude swearing off social media completely. The problem is that you might go on Twitter to check what a client's competitor is talking about, and then all of a sudden you're watching cat videos. People who use social media professionally are no more immune to this than the rest of us. So I've been talking lately with people who do use social media professionally about how they manage their time. How do they focus on the necessary parts of social media while skipping the rest? What can the rest of us learn from them? The first tip. Recognize that social media, like email, can fill in cracks of time around other things. You can check headlines on Twitter or your competitor's YouTube videos in chunks of 10 minutes or less. But you probably won't write an op-ed or a press release or give your direct report a thoughtful critique of her proposed strategy in 10 minutes. So build your daily schedule around the big stuff. You might aim to work on big stuff for 45 minutes, and then you could spend a few minutes on social channels. Second, put some intention into those social media breaks. People who do this professionally take the time to curate lists of accounts that they find worth following. Yes, there's always the possibility of serendipitous gold, but you have to scroll through a lot of stuff to get there, and it might not be worth the time. In any case, if you follow a diverse group of thoughtful people in your industry or in your area of interests, you will see pretty much anything that's being discussed. The nature of social media is that you can rely somewhat on other people to do the searching for you. 
I'd add that unless you do have a really good professional reason, it's not worth following any accounts that tend to upset you. Thoughtful disagreements are fine, but drama and personal attacks aren't worth the mental space. Focus on quality. Third, and just as important, you also need to identify an end of the social media scrolling cycle. Many of us keep going until we realize that we've just kept going, or something interrupts us. People who do this professionally might decide to look at a specific group of 10 accounts during a check. At the end of that cycle, they move on. If you have a really difficult time setting an end like this, well then, set a timer. While I don't recommend snoozing in the morning when you're trying to get out of bed, using a nine-minute timer for social media breaks could be smart. Think of it as using the snooze function on your phone for good. Finally, the best way to keep social media in check is to be more proactive about your leisure time. Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, has a longer discussion of this, if you'd like to check that out. It turns out that breaks at work are one thing, but the biggest social media binges tend to happen at other times, namely at night after the kids have gone to bed or when you're hanging out around the house on the weekends. When you don't have ideas about what else you'd like to do with yourself, social media is a very easy option. You don't have to dress up, and you don't have to hire a babysitter. But there are plenty of more rewarding ways to spend this time. Consider various forms of low-energy, analog fun, like doing jigsaw puzzles or crossword puzzles, coloring in adult coloring books or doing a craft such as cross-stitching or knitting or reading. I know that when I'm really into a good book, I spend a lot less time on Instagram. When I don't have a good book, well, that's when I actually get that sad message that I'm all caught up, which is probably not a noteworthy achievement. What do you do to enjoy social media responsibly? Please let me know. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey listeners, I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.